Welcome to the Shifting with Marley podcast. I'm Marley. Thank you for joining me wherever you are. All that I ask of you, the listener, is to have an open mind and an open heart. And in return, I offer you myself. Today, we're going to talk about traveling the world and what it means to be a global citizen. We're going to talk about coming home to ourselves, finding peace within, and being able to feel grounded no matter where we are in the world. It's easy to forget as we go about our day-to-day lives that we are one species on one planet. It's easy to forget that we are all citizens of the earth. We may each occupy just a tiny space physically, We each have our corners of the earth and our perceived differences, but it's time we remember we are all part of an interconnected web that spans the whole globe. It's time we remember that the earth is all of our homes, and perhaps through exploration, we can find that connection to each other and the earth that seems to be missing. So today, we're going to talk to someone that travels for a living. I'm honored to welcome to this conversation Helia Aurora. Helia is a Reiki master and teacher and founder and CEO of SoulQuest Global, where she is a trekking guide, cultivating unique and powerful traveling experiences for individuals and groups. Welcome, Helia. Oh, hi. Oh, my goodness. That intro just brought so much emotion and love into my heart. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful we connected. Mm, same. I want to say igualmente because I'm in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get started, can you let people know where they can connect with you? You can find me on Instagram at Helia period Aurora. I also have a website right now that is lotusheartenergy.com and it's being upgraded by April. It'll be soulquestglobal.com. Great. And I highly recommend connecting with Helia to everyone listening. <laughs> So to start off today, can you please share with us your story, your journey to where you are today? Okay. So I've been feeling into this and I think I'm going to share something I've never actually shared publicly before. So actually I have had a really beautiful life and experience where I find a lot of, I've always had a lot of ambition and opportunity and desire to succeed and to move forward in life. And I left for the Navy right after high school. And something that really kind of was pushing me out was I struggled, my family struggles with addiction and my brother and my dad, there's really heavy, hard drug addiction. So leaving and creating a life for myself and opportunity gave me a chance to really heal those wounds and connect with my family in a new way. Um, And in this aspect of showing people how free and showing my family how free we can be. And it's been really healing. I just came back from from visiting family a few days ago. And I just feel so much, so much love for for the experience that I've had to grow from. So like I said, I joined the Navy and then I went to college and in college I was studying science. I was super into biology and chemistry and wanted to learn everything about the brain as possible. I want to help people. And that's been my goal since I was a kid. And somewhere along the along the way, I just started to have a really crazy awakening, like 
things that I could not describe or understand. And it was like electromagnetic fields were forming in front of me, things were moving, the weather was talking to me. And I was just like, I, I can't stay in school, I have to leave. So I made enough money to leave for India. And that's kind of where my journey began. And I went on a pilgrimage in Nepal and learned Reiki along the way. <laughs> and now I'm here. Wow, Helia, thank you so much for sharing. That was really beautiful. And can you let people know, since I know where you are today, is you've started your own business. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So SoulQuest Global is a business. I have this distinction where I don't really call it my business because it was actually given to me through the universe. It was channeled through. And this vision, I'm I'm working with people to take them on personal pilgrimages and also doing retreats and really awakening work to connect people to the beauty of the earth as well as to the beauty within and contributing to that and giving back. So yeah, the idea is to, to just meet with whoever wants to explore and we just create something really beautiful together and we cultivate culture and all of these different aspects of traveling in the world that um, I fall in love with every time I travel. It's really special. What you're bringing to the world is really important. And have you felt supported by the universe in starting your own business and following your passion and following what you channeled? I absolutely love this question. Yes. I feel like the universe is like, here's this opportunity. It's yours. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And since I said yes, it's like everything has aligned in my life to provide me with my ideal environment and circumstances. And I really believe in building a business. It's not so much about what you know, but who you know. And I keep getting connected with the most beautiful people. And I think that's the way the universe is working through this. It's like, oh, here's this person. Oh, here's Marley. Be on her podcast. Connect with her as a friend. And it's like my community and my, my global community just grows. And I feel so supported. And so so loved. That's so great. I'm smiling ear to ear right now. I'm so happy for you. And your story is really inspiring. And Helia, I know as part of your discovery journey, and as part of your current traveling lifestyle, you travel a lot on your own. And you've had your own personal pilgrimages. Have your experiences traveling solo and starting a business from scratch help you develop trust in yourself and trust in your intuition? Absolutely. I feel like traveling actually allowed me to meet myself. I lived my life in this way where it was like I had an inner parent that was telling me, you're not supposed to do that, or no, or this person's going to think this thing of you if you do that. So I kept myself in a very small box of like the expectations of others, which is really, I guess, the expectations of myself. So traveling allowed me to really like strip away those beliefs of I can't do this or I shouldn't do this or that's weird or all of those little questions that come into our head and just connecting with people of different cultures and different norms and seeing how different we all really are on a global scale and each culture, even within the same culture, every tradition is a little bit different and so I just began to really trust my own inner culture, you know, like there's this, there's this energy within that was hidden from myself. So doing that, I learned to trust myself and 
it's really activating for the solar plexus. And I think that's part of where Soul Quest Global comes from is soul means sun in Spanish, but also represents the solar plexus, which is our identity and the way that we share our purpose and our light in the world. So this business has really helped me to really anchor myself into my beliefs and being able to share that in a way that feels really good and aligned to me. Mm, Wow. This is something I'm working on myself, trusting myself more and trusting my intuition. So hearing you say all that was really inspiring for me. So thank you. Thank you. So what is your long-term vision for your business? Mm, This is a really beautiful question. So like I said, this vision came to me like slowly at first. And then it was just like a gush of information was flowing through. I was in the shower one day and I was just like bawling. And I was like, oh my God, this is like way beyond, way beyond me. So the end vision is to have a global trekking alliance where I have guides from all over the world that have land that they steward or like land that they're really in touch with. And people can kind of go onto this online portal and type in where they want to go or what kind of experiences they want to have and connect with a guide that I personally know, like, and trust and go on a pilgrimage with them and having global retreats and just creating an alliance throughout the world where people can kind of zip in and go on their ideal traveling experiences and then all of the money that is raised, a huge percentage of that is going directly into land funds. It's going into permaculture. It's going into people in different countries that want to steward land and have a big vision that I align with. And I'm like, okay, animal sanctuary, here we go. Plant medicine journey sanctuary and just really creating the space for people to shine and to have contribution in the world and contributing together. That is so special and so sacred, Helia. And what you're bringing to the world is just so powerful and important. I'm so excited to see your business evolve. Thank you. (laughs) So let's talk about what you've learned through your travels and moving around so much and being a global citizen like you are. How do you find that feeling of home while traveling for a living? It's funny because the image of like a turtle comes into my head. I just saw myself when I first left in uh, right after high school to go to the Navy. I had like the sea bag and like all of my things on my back. And I travel with with things that I feel connected to. So I, there might be crystals or for me, jewelry is important. Most of my jewelry is connected to someone. Someone gave it to me. So I keep these things that remind me of home. For me, home is the feeling of connection and people Also, I am a picture hoarder. So on my phone, like if I'm feeling sad when I'm traveling or like missing family or friends, I can just, I have all of these beautiful memories in my phone. My phone is really like a gallery of of love for me. And so I have all of these things that, that come with me, but there's also that feeling that I've cultivated home within. And I've always felt like the earth is my home. I've had a hard time finding one home because I'm like, the earth is my home. I love the mountains. I love the trees. I love, I love everything. So as long as I'm feeling connected to my heart and my purpose, I feel at home. And when I'm not, then I have all these other beautiful things, jewelry and pictures and clothes and all of these. Yeah. My home right now is just full of trinkets from places I've traveled and 
I it's just my home just expands every time I go somewhere. Wow, I love that so much. And for me, that's a really big challenge because I'm a really big homebody. And I also tend to feel ungrounded when I travel. So I was wondering, how do you stay grounded while traveling so much? Mm, This is a really beautiful question. And I can really, I just got back from traveling like two days ago. And I went to Texas and then I went to San Miguel and now I'm here. And when I was in Texas, I was in the home that I left when I left for the Navy. And so it was hard for me to feel grounded at some points, but then I figured out going outside was my key. So I would go in the backyard and look at the stars or look at the clouds or just even look at the grass that needed to be watered and get the grass gratitude and for me, like connecting to nature and the environment helps me to ground and really taking a moment to be present. So like looking and smelling and feeling and hearing and breathing it all into the body, um, really like allowing myself to take up space. When I'm inside, my energy is is as it is. And then when I'm outside, it's like it expands and I like am a huge expansive being. So even I feel really expansive in my own home, but if I was to walk outside, it, it would, it's a whole different experience for me. So that is the same feeling of groundedness for me is that that expanded state where I just feel connected. So ways that people can ground is, is to really just breathe into the body and feeling the connection with, with the, with the earth, whether it's the sun or the moon or the stars or the air, the trees, whatever it is, just finding that thing that catches your eye and and taking a moment to be like, oh, you're here. I'm here. We're both here. Do you see me seeing you? (laughs) You know, (laughs) and it's play for me. It's it's all about like enjoying it and and being playful in the process. That's really beautiful. I'm going to try all that next time I travel outside of my home. Thank you. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So Helia, I know part of what you offer in your guided soul quest tracks are helping people connect to the earth and their environment in deeper ways, which I think is just so important and needed now more than ever. So I'm curious, how has your relationship with the earth evolved over time on your journey? Mm. (laughs) So reflecting on this question, as a child, I was so connected to the earth. My mom said I would come into the house and I'd have these roly polies crawling out of my pockets and she'd have to empty my pockets for rocks and roly polies anytime she wanted to do my laundry. And if she did a foot check every time I came in the house, she's like, feet are dirty, go wash your feet with a water hose. And I just was so in the earth as a kid. And I, I lived not in a huge like nature place. I was just like playing in the mud, making mud pies. And so I find as I go deeper into my journey of awakening and energetic awareness, I find myself returning to these childlike places. That is really the evolved self this is the child I feel. And so I find myself going and pl- picking flowers or like moving them from one place to another to create like a little altar a shrine. Um, and I feel that it's expanding. It, it really is expanding. And 
I now ask permission to the mountains or the, the trees before I pass through a trail. And um, I really speak to the earth and communicate with the earth as if, well, not as if, I mean, it is its own being. And so just acknowledging the earth as um, its divine consciousness and present. And that's expanding my own connection to myself through that process, because we are the earth and we are the earth. I feel that so deeply. And for me, reflecting back on my own journey, I wanted to share with you, I think I was drawn to studying environmental science and ecology in school because it brought me closer to Mother Earth. But it's really only in recent years where I developed my energetic bond with the earth through meditation and gratitude and spending more intentional time in nature and that deep communion that I finally found fulfillment and that deeper connection to the earth that I'd been seeking my whole life. Mm. And I think for me, the next level in my relationship with the earth, I'm personally feeling called to explore is through travel and getting to experience more of the earth's beauty and offerings, but in a very intentional way, like you said. Mm, I love that. And yes, I think the practice of, of meditation or gratitude really brings us closer because we're, we're taking ourselves and our minds out of the activity and it's becoming one with what we're admiring and observing. That's a really good point. Whenever I got out of the Navy, hiking is kind of what brought me back to myself. It was it was healing. I was going through a, a really sad breakup and I was coming out of the Navy and it was like my whole life was changing and I would just walk and I didn't have a connection to meditation yet. I didn't have a connection to, to energy and it, the earth still did so much for me and it just held me and it encouraged me to get out there more and more and more until that relationship started to really develop. Um, the more we're present, the more that relationship develops. Yeah, I totally agree. And beyond asking permission when you're traveling, is there any other ways that you honor the earth in your travels? Mm, yes. So everything is of the earth. We're of the earth. And when I'm traveling, to me, a very important part of connecting to the earth is connecting to the culture and the peoples of the land that I go to. So eating the local foods, checking out the, the vegetation and what kind of fruit are grown here and what kind of vegetables are grown here because my body is in that environment. So it's really wanting that part of the earth. And so it's, it's really accepting the offerings of the earth from wherever I'm at and also giving back and being like, hmm, this is delicious or just cultural exchange between people and sharing ideas and wisdoms. And there's just so many different ways. I like to communicate with the trees and move things around. If I see like a, something dead on a trail, I like to move it into a space where it can have a nice rest and leaving offerings. This is going to sound funny and it, it might, it's supposed to sound funny, but I like to connect with the fairy realm which is to me like very playful and very earthbound. So sometimes I'll get some sweets or some fruit and make a little fairy altar and like offer it to the fairies. And it just, it opens the earth up in my perception to myself in a very fun and unique way. 
Wow, Helia, I love you so much. I love I really, you too. <laughs> I really, really love that. And it's just so important. And it's really how humanity is meant to be living. So turning our attention now to a little bit of Reiki into the conversation, you are a Reiki master and teacher. And I know you were first introduced to the energetics of the world through Reiki. And I know you incorporate Reiki on your guided soul quest tracks. So can you share with us a bit about Reiki energy and how incorporating Reiki into your life has helped you develop a stronger relationship with yourself and also the earth? Absolutely. Um, So like I said, when I was in college, I had this crazy energetic awakening. And during that awakening, energy was just, it was so loud. It was so loud. And one of the things that was happening is I had this flushes of energy running through my arm as I was trying to go to sleep. And it was like restless leg syndrome. And I didn't know what to do about it. It was painful. It would keep me up. I would basically be in tears and just shaking my arms out and trying to to alleviate the energy. And at the time, Allison, actually, you did a podcast with Allison not too long ago. She, um, we were in connection and I was telling her what was going on. And she was like, well, why don't you take my Reiki class? And I was like, yes, I'm going to take your Reiki class. And as soon as I did, it was like, never again did I have energy running through my arms in an uncomfortable way. And I started to find empowerment in in it. I started to feel embodied and connected to myself. It was like you go on this 21-day self-journey to self-reiki when you start. And you're turning on your energy channels with with your own hands and with with your own prayer and with your own gratitude. And it just becomes this really, really delicately beautiful process. And reiki two and three just like, just like gravitated into my life and just swooped me. And it became part of my travels when I was trekking, when I was in India, I learned Kundalini Tantra um, around the same time I went to yoga school. So I learned all of these practices for channeling energy and it became this thing where it was just for me. It was, it was for myself and it was to understand my body and my, my energy and my intuition more. And After I got certified to level two, I was like, it would be an in-service if I didn't share this. I'm supposed to share this. So I started sharing Reiki. And what I found is that Reiki hits the ears of very few amount of people. Because it is a very specific energy practice that doesn't reach so many demographics. So I was finding it difficult in my business. I had a business, Lotus Heart Energy, where I was teaching Reiki. And it was like speaking to people who couldn't hear me or understand what I had to offer. So I had the download, you need something grounded. And that's where SoulQuest came. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to do this with the earth. And then I could just show people how to use their energy through a more grounded and like physical way that we can perceive as humans, you know, like that, that's how it was. And I, I really love doing Reiki with the earth and teaching people to connect with the earth through Reiki. Yes. I love how you talk about Reiki. It's such a powerful tool. And I loved how it helped you get to know yourself on a deeper level. I hold it responsible for my inner knowing. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. 
So Helia, I know one of your missions in your work is to help people come home to themselves. And I know Reiki is one tool for that, but can you provide some tips and maybe other tools to help people listening, connect in with themselves and get to know themselves better? Mm, I think the first thing that came into my mind when you asked that question was to really take a moment to remember your child self. What did your child self like? I know not all the kids love to go, like some kids are very germophobic and they hate dirt on their hands. But for me, like I had to run around barefoot outside all the time and I still still go on barefoot hikes if I'm feeling ungrounded. That's like my number one thing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go barefoot hike on the trail. But everybody has a very unique imprint and a very unique thing that they're connected to. And with Reiki, when I teach Reiki, I teach the, the very... The, the lineage that was passed down to me from the Eastern lineage, very pure, just energy, just channeling. But I teach people, if you connect to sound, use sound bowls. If you connect to crystals, use crystals. And it's like finding those things that bring you joy. Follow your bliss, follow your joy. That's where your home is. If you find bliss in the stars, maybe stargaze at night. It's, it's always different for each person. And as earth beings, we can always go outside and admire a flower or maybe animals are your jam. So speaking to animals or going and petting a dog on the street, it, there's just so many things that, that we as humans and individuals can connect to as home. And so it's really about discovering what it is for you and what it is that allows you to feel really embodied and really present. For me as a kid, like, animals were way easier for me to communicate with than, than people. So I had cats around me all the time and dogs. And I, I love animal Reiki as well because we just really connect with the animal kingdom. So it's, it's really, it's so, so far and wide. So my, my advice to anybody listening that's not feeling connected to home is to follow your bliss. Take a moment and breathe and like clear your mind. And what's the first thing that comes to mind that you can do for yourself? I love that. Thank you so much. That's really great advice. And along similar lines, do you have any practices you recommend to help people find more awareness and presence no matter where they are in the world? Yes. Yes. So like I said, I study Kundalini Tantra yoga as well. So there's, there's energy. Everything is energy. And um, the spine is is like a huge channel of energy for us. So if you're feeling disconnected, just take a moment to fill your spine. And you could breathe starting from the tailbone and then breathing up to the head and just feeling that energy pulsing through. And then once you feel yourself, you can drop a cord down into the center of the earth and breathe up the earth and breathe it into the body. And then you can send an antenna up into the stars and breathe down the stars into the body. And this is just a really beautiful way to bring back presence into the body. Something I also do before any yoga practice, any uh, Reiki session is I take a moment and I clear my mind and I just call back all of my energy from the day. I call back all of my energy that's left with family, that's left with friends, that's worth with to-do projects, with my business, with traveling next week, like anything that's scattered, even things in other realities and dimensions, I call it fully into presence, into myself. And 
in a way, cutting all of those cords away to where it's just me. And then at that point, if I need some extra support, I ask for support from my star family or Archangel Michael or the fairies or whatever it is you connect with. Um, it's always different. And uh, when I'm working with other people, the, the energies that come through for each person is always different. Like sometimes I connect with the Galactic Confederation or something really out there. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Or sometimes I connect with like uh, Mary Magdalene or it's so different. Each person has such beautiful channels. Star, there's so many, there's so many beautiful things that we can connect with. Yes. Wow. I just got full body chills. That deep awareness and presence is everything. That energy hygiene, those practices are everything. It's the goal, no matter if we're at home or traveling the world. Ooh, that brought that energy hygiene brought a really beautiful point. One of my newer practices that was very difficult for me to do because I wasn't super embodied um, growing up. I, I was very athletic and very linear focused. And I always was told I had no rhythm. So I never danced and I was really shy about it. So uh, in my awakening process, I started going to drum circles and ecstatic dance. And it finally got to the point over maybe like the last year or two where it felt really comfortable. And now I like wake up and I dance, I go to sleep and I dance and just like that energy moving from the body and you can channel so many different energies through movement and through dance. Yeah. Music is really a powerful tool. Yes. I love that. I've actually recently started incorporating dance into my energy hygiene routine as well to help kind of move the energy that gets stuck sometimes during the day. And I've also found that to be really powerful. Mm. So Helia, let's shift now to a broader level discussion because I personally find a lot of value in higher level perspectives. So what have you learned after meeting so many different people from other countries and cultures in your travels? On a personal note, I've learned that everyone is my family. And Ah, it's just so beautiful. Everywhere I go, I just feel so welcomed and, and just so like enamored and in love. And it invokes this curiosity in me where I'm like, who are these people? And like, what are, what are their traditions? And what are they teaching me? And I believe that every time we travel, every time we go somewhere, we are opening up to a new perspective. We are receiving a new level of consciousness. The trees have consciousness. The mountains have consciousness. The Sherpas in the Himalayas have a very direct consciousness with the mountain. Um, the Chipibo in the Amazon have a consciousness with the plants. So it's like everywhere we go, we get to open up this perspective and this new consciousness gets integrated into us. And then when we go home, it's like grounding that back in and integrating it into our lives. So I think that's the main thing that people all over the world have offered me is expanded consciousness, new lenses of perception, um, and also seeing different struggles and seeing what people overcome because we're all experiencing this human reality in our own ways, whether it's through war, through famine, through resources being lacked, um, through family things. It, there's, there's so much in our human experience and to just have compassion and to learn from those experiences 
and to share love back is so healing. That's so beautiful. That perspective. I love it. It's so needed right now. And I think a lot of the power and importance and beauty in traveling is having those synchronistic moments with people outside of our day-to-day lives, learning from different cultures, learning from new people and experiences. And I saw a quote recently that resonated with me along these lines I wanted to share with you. And it was, Travel creates so many opportunities for us to touch each other. Sweet little moments between passing strangers. Mm, I love that so much. Will you send me that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I just loved that. And I think travel helps foster that connection to the larger whole and helps us remember that no matter our differences, we are all humans and we all deserve love and compassion. And to me, that's what it means to be a global citizen, recognizing our place amongst the collective. Mm, Yes. And the way you just described that um, and your words just brought into mind we don't have to travel across the sea or even the next day over to travel. We can literally just leave out our front door and randomly walk a random path that we've never walked before and be curious about where it's taking us and say hi to people we've never said hi to. And that can be a little experience of travel. It doesn't even, you don't have to even go anywhere. (laughs) Yes, you're so right. I totally agree. And have your experiences helped you release judgment of others and tap into unconditional love for humanity? Absolutely. And I feel a new layer of that being integrated every time I go somewhere. So recently I was just home with my family and I was with my younger brother who is working with these these denser energies of addiction and just really heavy things. And I was with him and I just heard he's teaching you non-judgment right now. He's teaching you unconditional love. And it allowed me to be more present than I, it let me drop all my guards and drop the, the uncertainty in my heart and just be like, of course, It doesn't matter who you are, what you're going through, where you're at. We're always being taught non-judgment because anytime a judgment comes up in our heads, it's because there's something there that we need to look at. And maybe it's, maybe it's just like a, a little protection layer that we have on our hearts. that's keeping us from being open. And yeah, I'm finding that everywhere. I, you know, like whenever you're traveling, sometimes fear comes into the body which is an okay experience. And it's like, okay. And here I have 10 fingers. I have 10 toes. Like I can see the earth. I can see these beautiful people. What's here for me that I'm so afraid of what's waiting for me because there's probably a huge gift and it's just being curious. And I've been the hospitality I've received places and places that I was never expecting hospitality in places where white people can't come here, travelers can't come here. This is like Nepali only or whatever. And then just surrendering and receiving the gifts that came from that 
and the genuine connections and the aha moments on both sides. It's like, oh, wait, hi, I see you, you know? So it's, it's really beautiful. We always have these opportunities to come into non-judgment and self-love that allows us to love another. And I think that's a big lesson we're all learning collectively right now to look past the labels and differences and division and conflict and, you know, anything arising in that moment to embody more love for each other. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So Helia, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your passion and perspective. And I have one last big, important question for you today. What is your future vision for humanity and the earth? Uh, this question really touches my heart. I will start by saying there was a time in my awakening journey where I felt really, really sad by people saying, the earth is sick. The earth is dying. We're doing all these things to the earth. And I was like, who's giving, a, who's giving the earth this voice? The earth that I know is so beautiful and so vibrant. And yeah, there might be some trash on the ground, but I have eyes and hands. I could pick it up and throw it away. And just because that trash is there, like the earth doesn't discriminate and be like, there's no space for you here. You know, the earth is so all encompassing. And I think the true voice of the earth is being heard, that the earth is regenerative. It's beautiful. It's going to keep existing and keep in harmony. And it's teaching us how to be in harmony with it. And we're teaching each other how to be in harmony with the earth. And my vision of the earth is that we return to hands in the soil and there's room for everyone, regardless if you choose to play in earth consciousness or not, there's room and space for everyone to have their unique experience and to really invoke their, their inner knowing and their inner magic and their chosen reality the earth in my perspective, this might seem really, really far out there, but the earth in my perspective is a portal where everything can exist. Anything that you are ready to perceive and receive can materialize in the earth planes, including fairies and gods and all of these things. So it's really the earth holds space for all. What, what dimension of reality would you like to exist on on earth? And how would you like to contribute to that? And how are you contributing to it? Because we're always contributing to it. And so, yeah, my, my broader perspective is, is that the earth is, it just is. And we're evolving with the earth. And humanity is evolving with the earth. And there's safe havens and beautiful places for us to awaken by connecting. And the more this ripple of consciousness ripples the planet, we're all just going to be in such a more holistic and more harmonious place together as a collective and as a species of the earth and with the animals and with the plants. And yeah, I have a really beautiful vision of, of where the earth is going and I trust it. I trust it. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is to, to spread that, to spread that energy and to spread that knowing of, of the beauty of the earth. We are all explorers of the unknown on a quest to discover ourselves through the playground that is this earth plane. And through this discovery of ourselves as global citizens on one planet, 
through this remembering, perhaps we can find a little more compassion, acceptance, and love for each other, our fellow humans. And wouldn't that make the world a better place for all of us? After all, as Guru Pathak says, the greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. <laughs>